1: Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on today? Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on today? He is worthy, isn't he? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We bless the Lord on today. Amen. Giving honor to Bishop uh, Jackson, who was in the Dominican Republic. Amen. Um, in the mission field right now, and just a reminder to everyone in here and to everyone who is watching us online, um, let's uh, be fervent in keeping Bishop Jackson and the uh, missions team uh, lifted up in prayer, covering. And we're just excited about the awesome testimonies that we're going to hear uh, when Bishop Jackson returns. To Lady Jackson, we honor you this morning. Thank God for you and- Amen. The blessing you are to the body of Christ. Amen. All right. It is 939. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and go to the Word. If You would uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 1. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And then let's skip on down to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. Father, we bless you and thank you, God. We honor you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word, that your word goes forth and accomplishes every purpose for which it's sent. Your word does not return void, lacking. We thank you, God, and through the power of your word on this day that we, your people, will be encouraged, will be edified, will be built up. Father, out of the midst of... uh, All that we see and all that we face, let us be ever mindful, God, to keep you at the forefront of our lives. We just honor you and praise you, God, for what you're continuing to do in the lives of your people, showing yourself strong and mighty. We thank you, Lord, for your divine protection. We thank you, Lord, for your divine blessing. We thank you, Lord, your divine sustenance. Have your way. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. This morning, I'd like to to pose a simple question to you. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the thought behind this message. So,
1: if you, write, if you like to write it down, it's going to be a little lengthy. It
2: starts with a question. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? This second, this minute, this hour, this day, this month, this year. Yes, Brother Tim, that's still the the, the thought. This second, this minute, this hour, this day, this month, this year, where is my faith? Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what?
1: Hearing by the word. The Bible also says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. The writer in Hebrews says that without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. It's important for us to understand as believers that faith is an integral part. Of our daily walk, without faith, how can how can we be effective in the body? How can how can we how can we please God? How can we see God's plan executed for our lives? At the end of the day, we all have to understand that God has a plan for all of our lives. Is that right? Amen. How many of you believe that God has a plan for your life? Amen. How you believe and and. Our our focus, our goal should be to walk in, to to begin to walk into the plan that God has for our lives. And the struggle sometimes is not having a, a definitive knowing of exactly what that plan is that God has for our lives. Because as soon as you begin, as soon as you begin to interject living, somebody say living. As soon as you begin to interject living into the equation, sometimes things can go awry. Uh, we had the opportunity for the last couple of months, we've had the men have had a breakfast with uh, Bishop on Saturdays, and it's, it's, it has truly been a blessing. And we've just come and fellowshiped and sat down and and uh, just had a simple conversation. And we talked about, uh, on one of the Saturdays we were talking about we were talking about faith. We were talking about uh, our walk of faith, and one of the points that came out of our conversation was the fact that oftentimes merely living can be a hindrance to to fully walking in faith. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, merely merely living, because you can get caught up. How many you've been? How many you've been caught up or distracted with day to day living? Uh, you we, sometimes we'll get so distracted with day-to-day living that we lose sight, we lose focus when it comes to the things that we should be doing. Um, I was sharing with them when uh, this particular breakfast, I was sharing with them how I had some travel plans that were made for work. And my manager called me one day and said, hey, uh, change of plans. We're going to have to, instead of us going to this direction, we're going to go this direction. So I had to call our travel agent and and change my flights and change my hotel and all of that stuff and I just knew it was just going to be a tedious process and I just it was I just wasn't looking forward to it. So I made the phone call. I'm sitting there talking to the agent and going through everything uh, that uh, had to be changed. And I went from having having uh, two flights to having four flights and. And I went from staying in one hotel to staying in three hotels, and it was just a a long process. At the end of our conversation, at the end of our conversation, she said something that floored me. She said, okay, Mr. Stowe, is there anything else that I can help you with? I said, no, I think that's about it. You've done a fantastic job. She said, okay, well, I want you to have a great day on
2: purpose. And, and I was floored. I was driving
1: in my car. And I told the man, I, I almost ran off the road.
2: She said, have a great day on purpose. I have never, ever in
1: my 23, I'm not even going to say, in my, in all my days, I've never, ever heard anybody say that to me. And it shook me. But what it also made me do, it also made me think about the rest of my day. How many of us wake up on every day and we think about every second, every
2: minute, every hour when it comes to walking out that day? When it comes to understanding
1: that there is a purpose that God has for our lives. So when it, comes, when it comes to our faith, the purpose that God has, God's intent is for me to walk by faith and not by sight in every, in every aspect of my walk. Is that right? Right? So let's look at Hebrews chapter, verse, chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, as I was looking at this, looking at, this at first, two words jumped out of me, substance and evidence. Now we're talking about faith here. Substance and evidence. The thing about substance and evidence is substance and evidence are both tangible things. Substance refers to the physical components that make up a certain thing. Evidence is the available body of facts or information. Available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition. Is true or valid. So substance and evidence are both tangible things
2: with regard to something that is intangible. Are you hearing me? Faith is intangible. Can you see faith
1: from a physical, from a sensory perception? Can you see faith? Can you touch faith? Can you hear faith? Huh? Can you taste faith? No, it's, it's an intang- it is an intangible.
2: It, 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 is, it is intangible in its essence. But has tangible qualities that allow it to be measurable
1: in your life. Substance. And evidence, right? So, when I understand, when I understand what God is saying, what God is telling me, with regard to my faith, I have to understand that me walking my faith out, me exercising my faith, right? Faith is something that is t- intangible. The Bible says that the worlds were framed not by things that were seen, right, but by things that were unseen, right. So so God spoke it, and it came into existence, right? Somebody say, makes sense, right? God spoke it, and it came into exi- existence. Faith is intangible. You cannot see it, but faith is measurable, by t- has tangible characteristics. What are those, what are those ta- ter- tangible characteristics? There are physical components that make up faith. There is there is evidence. There's a body of facts or information that states that faith is true. Right? So when it comes to me walking this faith walkout, I have to understand that my faith can be measured. Somebody say my faith can be measured. How can my faith be, be measured? My faith can be measured by how I walk. Is that right? My faith can be measured by how I walk. So with that regard, it becomes crucial that faith in me walking my faith out, it becomes an exercise, doesn't it? Faith is always exercised. Now, think about it. Faith is always exercised in the now with regard to the future. Faith is always exercised in the now with regard to the future. One of the things that we were talking about that particular Saturday morning when we were having breakfast was how important it is, how important it is to have a vision. Right. Somebody say vision. Right. It's important to have a vision. And, and it's the reason it's important to have that vision, because without a vision, what do the people do? Perish. Right. Exactly. And so here's how we tie the vision into it. Everything that I do, everything that I do is done with regard to my vision. Right. Everything that I do is regard to to. To the vision that God has given me for my life. So, how many of you know the vision that God has given you for your life? Huh? So, so, so then, so then, my task becomes everything. Everything that I do, everything that I do, is deliberate and intentional with regard to seeing that vision coming to pass. Are you following me? Everything, everything that I do is done with regard to that vision coming to pass. So so I have to be deliberate and intentional with regard to that. So that's why at the beginning, I said every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, where is my faith? In other words, what am I doing that is tangible? What am I doing that is tangible? What am I doing that has substance? What is taking place in my life that manifests evidence with regard to the vision that God has given me for my my life, right, with with regard to the plan that God has for my life? In other words, oftentimes we talk about faith and we see it as this unseen anomaly, and sometimes because we see it as an unseen anomaly, we, we sometimes have that perception or that expectation that God is just going to poof, all of a sudden, magically make things happen. But it doesn't work like that. It ha- The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what God is looking to see from us is an exercise, a display, a manifestation of the faith that's present in the Word and in our lives. That's what he's looking to see. So when we woke up this morning, God was looking. God is watching (coughs) to see if we are going to be deliberate and intentional with regard to this faith
2: walk being worked out. Are you hearing me? Because too often, too often, We don't understand
1: the impact and the connection between vision and faith. You have to be able to see it coming to pass, right? Before it comes to pass. I mean say I want you to say see it coming to pass. We have to be able to see it coming to pass. And, and as, as I was meditating on this, one of the things that came to mind is sometimes God does not do things instead of He does things in spite of. Huh? Sometimes God does not do things instead of. He does things in spite of. This, this, this is where I see this. Often we, okay, I have the vision, right? This is what I see. Now, I'm immediate, I'm I am immediately out the gate, have some have some opposition that's gonna come up against me, right? Out the gate. I see my vision, but out the gate, there's gonna be some opposition that's gonna come up against me. What's that opposition? That opposition is called me. Hmm? Out the gate. Uh, let's walk through this. I see, I see the vision. It's plain. I'm ready to run. But in the instant that I start to run, there's opposition that comes up against me called me.
2: Look at it this way. I've got to run from here to there. But then my mind tells me I'm
1: 49 years old. My mind tells me you've had knee surgery and you've had back surgery. Huh? Me tells me that you're too old for that. You ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Huh? Are you hearing me? So that may not be your example, but it
2: is oftentimes your reality. So out the gate, I see the vision. I'm ready
1: to run. I'm ready to run. And in the instance, so so let's walk through this. Let's determine that. For me to get to the point where God is pleased, we're going from Hebrews verse one, chapter eleven, verse one, all the way down to verse six. Verse one says, "Now faith is the substance of what things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." So what I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with something with a faith that is intangible, that is measurable by tangible characteristics. In other words, that I can it can be seen, right? It can be measured. Now I'll go all the way to verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So three things I want to share with you. The first thing that I want to share with you is trust that God has a vision and a plan for your life that he wants to see carried out. So you have to believe that God has a vision and a plan for your life that he wants that he wants to carry out. Now, notice I said he wants to carry out, and not you. Now, so so this is we, this is this, we we start we start in a race, right? So the first thing I understand that God has a plan and a vision for my life that He wants to carry out. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God said, "I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of good and not evil, to give you what a future and a hope." God has all of these things lined out for me. Now, as I begin to see it, the first thing I've got to understand is God is doing this, not me. Right? God is doing this, not me. Now, it's important to get that. It's important to get that God is doing this, not me, because there's a way that seems right. There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end is what? Now, here, now, so so now here's here's the thing. In order for me to see that vision being accomplished in my life, I've got to understand that God is doing this, not me. There's one requirement that God has. Requ- there's one requirement that God has for me, and that's verse six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him now reward, huh reward is the vision, right that is the key to seeing to seeing what God has for you realized in your life, so you have to understand that this is God doing this thing, and not me. Now, let's all tie this all into every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, so if I understand that 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 becomes now a, a purpose in my life. Remember, we said we had have a good day on purpose. It's all about doing things on purpose, right? God has, God has a purpose for my life. So now I begin to steer my action towards not executing God's plan, but seeking God and saying, God, what is it that you want me to do today? God, where is it that you want me to go today? how do you want me to move on today where where are we proceeding on today the important thing is that you talk that you talk to God and you hear what God says now here's what you have to understand what how God leads you what he does what he does through you may or may not appear to steer you into the direction of your vision, of the vision. I'm going to say it one more time. What God says to you, how God speaks to you, may or may not
2: appear to be steering you in the direction of the vision. Why? Because to
1: God it's not so important that you do what appears
2: to steer you towards the vision. As it is, it's important that you simply do. Right? Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight.
1: God is concerned. That's why it's important for us to believe that he is. Believe that he is omniscient. Believe that he is omnipotent. Believe that he is omnipresent. Why? Because I understand that. So now that's all that matters when it comes to the vision for my life coming to pass. As long as I'm doing what God requires of me, that's going to happen. What trips us up oftentimes is we develop our own roadmap. Somebody say roadmap. And we develop our own roadmap to that thing, don't we? Uh, we say, This is the way it looks like it should happen. This is the way it appears that this is the way I see it happening. Listen, but you could be dead wrong, right? You could be dead wrong. Now,
2: number two, the second thing, be wary. Be wary of disappointment. Be wary of disappointment. How many of you have been disappointed before?
1: This disappointment is a definite opposition to your your faith. Because let's look at this picture. I see the vision, right? I'm trusting God. I'm seeking God. I'm hearing from God, right? So I begin to take those first steps
2: in running this race. And then all of a sudden, disappointment hits. In other words, it's not supposed to be like this. Have
1: any of you ever said, it's not supposed to be like this? Or oh, I didn't think this would happen. What in the world?
2: This is not what I thought it would be. It's not what I meant it to be. Be wary of disappointment. Why? Because disappointment will sidetrack you. Because
1: it becomes more, because how you, you, now your feelings, your emotions, what did Bishop say about your emotions, about your feelings? Now your feelings and your emotions have taken over your course. It becomes necessary to do a course correction. If you're paying attention, say, you know what, I can't allow my feelings or my disappointment to impact, to affect the path that I'm taking, because what? So listen, whenever, whenever you dis, whenever you are disappointed, you don't think right, right? Huh? Your whole thought pattern gets off kilter. Huh? I, <laughs> I remember, I remember when uh, I'm a huge Carolina fan, and when Carolina was playing in the national championship. Over the years, as I've gotten older, I've learned to, to tame my emotions, to control my excitement or, dis- or, or frustration. I've learned to do that. My son is still coming into that because he's, he's a little bit young. If you have any question, just come to my house and watch one of their games.
2: Let's go! <laughs> Out
1: the gate. I mean, as soon as the tip off, that's like, <laughs> where is he <laughs> as soon as soon as and so I used to be there, but as I got older, I learned to to tame my because I felt it had because I think what happened, I got excited one time, and physically it didn't feel normal, so I said, you know what, maybe it's time it may. God is. What's on? God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to tell you something. So, so I, I learned. I said, you know what? I have. I have to get this under control. So now I've learned that it's just a simple shrug of my shoulders. Oh well. But it doesn't change the fact that that when 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 you feel the disappointment, it affect it affects how you think. The one thing it makes you want to do is nothing,
2: huh? The what? The danger in disappointment is disappointment can cause you to do nothing. It's as if what comes to mind is what? The, what's the point? or i become comfortable or no not comfortable i become tolerant i become tolerant of that which has disappointed me and that become that becomes a deterrent and hindrance and obstacle to
1: what god wants you to do so the quick regroup is to come back and say you know what I've got to get back to doing things on purpose. And remember that God doesn't do things instead of. He does things in spite of. So everybody say this to me, with me. This is an in spite of situation that God is going to do something awesome in my
2: life. This is an in spite of situation. Where God is going to do something awesome in my life.
1: And when you look at it that way, listen, it it will change change your behavior because now you're not driven by your emotions. Whenever you begin, whenever you begin, whenever you are driven by your emotions, how you feel, it it impacts your ability to do things with purpose and intent it does because now everything everything is a response
2: everything becomes reactive rather than proactive and when things become reactive they
1: have a tendency to have they you can cause dire consequences right but when you're proactive when you when you know when you know what the situation is and say, you know what, I can look at this the right way. I walk by faith and not by sight. God has a plan and a vision for my life. So in spite of what I see right now, I understand that this is not my reality. My reality lies in the realm of the Spirit, right? My reality lies in the realm of the Spirit. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to look at every second, every minute, every hour, of this day, I'm I'm going to make some intentional moves. I'm going to take some intentional action that is direct contradiction to where my emotions and my feelings are right now. This This requires some effort on my part to intentionally, to intentionally take action that is contradictory to what my eyes tell me to what my ears are, what I hear with my ears. Contradictory to what I see. And what that does is that opens up the door for God to say, you know what, that's all I was looking for. Sometimes, sometimes we come
2: up against hindrance and obstacles so we can walk. Did you catch that? Sometimes we come up against hindrances and obstacles so we can walk. How am I walking by faith? Right? Number three, <clears throat> the only place,
1: the only place faith is not operative is in your past. The only place, the only place faith is not operative
2: is in your past. What are you talking about? Faith is operative right now and in the future. Faith has no impact on the past. Right? Faith is the assurance, the substance of things hoped for. That's your
1: future. Faith is the substance of things
2: hoped for. That's the future. And the evidence of things not seen. That's your right now. Right? There's no part of that Scripture that
1: references yesterday or last week or last month or last year. So what does that tell me? None of my actions today, my walk today, should not be a derivative or a product of yesterday or last week or last month or last year. Because this is a new day, right? This this is a new day. So everything about today, everything within today
2: is about right now and the future. Because the past is in the past.
1: What did the past do? All the past did was mature me.
2: So that in the now, I can walk a little bit different. It grew me so that in the now, I could walk a little bit better. So now that
1: puts me in a position where I can begin to see, I can begin to see God's plan being accomplished in my life. Picture yourself right here, right now. And at the end of the room is that vision. As I start out on my walk, I have, to under, I have to trust that this is the vision that God has, the one that he has given me, right? And it's not me walking it out, working it out. It's him working it out. All I have to understand is walking by faith, right? The second thing I have to do is understand that I have to be wary of disappointment. Because between point A and point Z, there's a whole lot of other stuff that can distract me, and deter me, and disappoint me. Where it says this should not be, I didn't think it was going to be like this. But in the midst of that, I have to understand that it's an in spite of moment, and an opportunity for me to course correct and say, you know what? It's all about the purpose and the intent.
2: And in understanding, the only place faith is not operative is my past.
1: The Bible says that God has not dealt with us according to our sins.
2: We are covered. Huh? When he sees me, who does he see? Huh? He sees
1: Jesus. So if if I understand that every day is a new opportunity. Somebody say opportunity.
2: Every day is a new opportunity to progress further. And I'm guilty of this. Has anybody asked you, what do you want to do today? Has anybody ever asked you, what do you want to do today? And you say, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do today? I don't know. Being purpose and intent. Deliberate. Right? Understand that what God has gifted in you, what God has gifted in you is a glory.
1: He's placed in you a glory that's to be put on display before
2: the world. He wants to see that accomplished. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. amen, I pray that we were blessed by the way I know I know I was <laughs> this been
1: <laughs> it's been on my mind all week. It's been on my mind all because i real- I realize that listen that's that I realize that how easy it is
2: how easy it is to become sidetracked or distracted with day-to-day living. So there has to be a balance. But that balance has to be driven by God. Let him lead you. But every day is a day of thanksgiving and a day of purpose. And intent. If you don't do anything, do one thing. Start with one. Start
1: with one. What God has for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. Father, we just bless you and thank you, God, for the power of your word. We thank you, God, that your word goes forth and does not return void, but has purpose attached to it. So, God, through the power of your word, I pray that it's sealed in our spirits and in our hearts, that in some way, shape, or form, God, it causes today to be a little bit different and tomorrow to be even better. But help us, God, to see how important it is to walk by faith and not by sight. So many times we can get distracted or bombarded with the cares of life, but you say, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. So God, we trust that. And Lord, today for those who are are in the midst of and in spite of opportunity. God, we pray that you will just strengthen us and encourage us and build us up, give us the fortitude to know there is no temptation that has overtaken us such as common to man. But in the midst of every temptation, God, you provide a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. So thank you, God, for the power of your Spirit Thank you, God, that our faith is active and alive, that we are moving forward, God. Have your way in our lives. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if if you're here and, and you say, you know what? Where I am right now. In order for me to walk by faith, I first, in order for you to walk by faith, you first need to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior so he can guide you. So whether you're in the sanctuary today or you're watching online, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and, your Savior, Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. I also realized that Jesus Christ came and died for my sins that I might have a right to eternal life. So, right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior, to rule and reign in my heart that I might have eternal life. In Jesus' name.